and welcome to Justice Losers, the most unqualified podcast exploring irrelevant questions about entertainment, mainly movies, TVs, and comics. I'm your host, Russ, and joined as always by my delightful co-host... Time travel. (laughs) Wait, I traveled too far in the future. Oh, (laughs) no! That was dumb. I like it, but I hate it. I I told myself at the very start when we first started recording the... uh, the content stuff from last week i was like you know what i'm gonna come up with a good bit about time travel and it's gonna make sense with the intro and then i just didn't spend any time thinking about it so it's the best i got and i'm sorry i'm not batman that's me what should people do like subscribe tell a friend check out our instagram highlights that's at just us losers pod uh <laughs> what a cluster it already is this is a great start isn't it uh yeah so we we got instagram highlights i still not entirely sure what that means but our social post media... things on our story and then mm-hmm. we can highlight them and they go into a thing so that they don't go away after 24 hours okay yep cool good matt preston time travel is in a lot of things yeah like a lot of it's and and it's done in a lot of really interesting things i want to talk about time travel today Okay. Next time, we're going to talk about alternate histories. They're kind of paired episodes. We're going to talk about Mm -hmm. like time travel, how things can affect Mm -hmm. the time. And then we're also going to talk about, then next time, we're going to talk about alternate histories, how things, and also why it's always Nazis. Right. All the time. Um, But time travel. Time travel. Do you know my spiel about time travel and how there are two types? I, I do, I've, because I've, I've traveled you. here from the future and I heard this entire episode already. You've definitely also heard me talk about it several times, like on the podcast too. Uh, maybe, but I wasn't paying enough attention, so I don't remember. Good. Hit me with it. So basically, there are two ways that time travel works in movies that I have found, or shows, or whatever. Okay. There, and it's how time is, like what time is, basically. Mm-hmm. There is static and there's fluid time travel. Okay. Or time, in general. Um, static time is the principle that whatever you do has all in the past has already happened. Okay. Um, Harry Potter and the prisoner of Azkaban, Harry Potter and the prisoner of Azkaban is a great example of that because Hermione sees herself Mm -hmm. in the present, having sees herself behind her, Mm -hmm. having already been doing that in the future. Verb tenses are going to get weird. This episode, just a heads up. (laughs) Uh, Another great example of that is um, the, there is a twilight zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, story about a man who can go back in time and he goes back to kill baby Hitler. Okay. And he goes and he grabs baby Hitler from the crib and throws the baby into this, into a river. Okay. Meanwhile, a caretaker sees that happen and goes, Oh my God, the Hitler family is like powerful and I don't, or like whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't want to like lose my job. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put my baby in the crib. And that was actually Hitler. Oh. that's the baby that grew up to be real hitler okay so him going back is doing a thing that has already happened okay that is static time you can't do anything Fixed. you just go and do shit okay um there's a caveat or there's there's a split off from that ironically uh of t- of creating timelines which is what avengers does mm-hmm. where you go back and do something you're not changing your future you're creating a new alternate timeline which is something we'll okay. develop a little bit more uh next week when we talk about alternate timelines and stuff like that mm-hmm. but that's something that's important to add to the static it's not right that this has already happened it's that you are not changing your future you are now in a new future right that is also static the other one is fluid and the fluid okay. is the one that's really interesting and, and has a lot of the fluid one is the one that gets complicated okay is the one that's uh despite how complicated and how finicky it can get with rules mm-hmm People still use it a lot. Right. Uh, the primary example is Back to the Future, where he goes back, mm-hmm. and the moment he starts ruining what's happening in the timeline, he starts to disappear. Right. So everything he does has an effect on the future. Okay. Um, that one, again, it's so complicated because the moment you do anything, we talk about the butterfly effect a lot. Yeah. You go back to 100 BC, mm-hmm. and, I mean, you so much is just like scream profanity at some random person or someone just sees you doing something. Mm -hmm. You have now changed something about the way that they were because human brains are literally just computers. Yep. Uh, I've got a whole spiel on that. Not going to get really into it, but basically they now see a thing that is now a new memory that they didn't have, which can affect a decision that they make later on, which will affect Mm -hmm. the thing later on. 
and you will sh- you literally just being seen in 100 BC show back up in present day and the entire world is taken over by Egypt. Yeah. Where did that come from? Ray Bradbury has a fantastic short story kind of on that theme called uh, I think a Sound of Thunder might be the name. Okay. not remembering exactly but basically the there's it's the near future um and there's this company that will let you time travel back in time to uh like big game hunt for a t-rex okay um so they pick out t-rexes that are going to die of natural causes within moments anyway and they like select the exact moment so you can go back and kill them have like a a levitating walkway so you're not endangering any um wildlife or anything and uh so the, the character in the story, he goes in and he time travels back and he's going to shoot the T-Rex and he kind of panics and he, mm. he steps just one step off the path and the guy's yelling at him and he gets back on the path and he gets back to the future and everything has changed because he stepped on a butterfly. Oh, that's it's like, like a literal butterfly. butterfly. It's, it's not, li- oh, okay. that's not where that comes from. Gotcha. But, but that's still like a thing where like that butterfly then went on to maybe do a thing that just the butterfly didn't get eaten by the dragonfly which didn't get eaten by the bird which yeah. didn't get eaten by the fox Something which like led to the and fox just... not choking which didn't poison the water hole which he there is some like oh, hypothetical he, actually... he doesn't lay out the chain of events but he lays out like a hypothetical right. ahead of time okay to explain why they have to take all these precautions yeah. um and he comes back and it's like everything is spelled different and mm-hmm. um it's just the, the world has changed in yeah. some interesting ways yeah i, I mean and that's um uh... I guess kind of what I wanted to talk about today is one start off very subjectively. Which one do you prefer? Like, which one do you find more interesting? Uh, again, given the caveat that mm-hmm. we've done before, where assuming everything is done as well as each other, right? Um, which one do you find more interesting? Um, I think it probably depends on my mood a little bit. Okay. If I'm feeling kind of, um, fatalistic i guess almost (laughs) (laughs) i completely see that i'll go for that that static time um i have where anything you do like no freedom of uh free will or whatever everything is predetermined yeah yeah yeah. i have a a short story that's a few chunks of it exist and it's kind of been rattling around in the back of my brain for a few years about a, a guy who uh tries to travel back in time to bribe hitler's way into art school because he's a pacifist, but he wants yeah. to <laughs> solve it. Yeah. And he discovers that he's basically just dropped into an alternate timeline where Hitler did get into art school mm. and he hasn't affected his original timeline at all. Yeah. And he kind of goes crazy because he's experiencing two different timelines at once. Uh-huh. I want to get back to that at some point. It's really fun. But I like the idea, just the fatalism. Boy, of I can't like... wait for you to watch season four of <laughs> Man in the High Castle. <laughs> I'm sorry, bud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, so... I I just I like the idea of uh you know things are kind of locked in and um yeah. it's you can fight against the the natural order of the world but you don't have much power. Yeah. If I'm in a fatalistic mood. Right. Um if I'm in kind of a I want to have fun entertain me kind of mood then I want to see something where there's some effects and people's right. decisions have consequences. Mm-hmm. Um Terminator. Like having sex with your mom. Oh. Like in Terminator. Or having sex with your mom. That's a Back, Back to the, the Future, Future reference. That was not just me. <laughs> Preston's Oedipus Complex comes out a little early this time. <laughs> but yeah, no, like in Terminator, we're like, the, they, they go back. So, so yeah. Well, Terminator's actually kind of a an interesting example because, like... How does it work? I'll be honest, haven't seen Terminator. Should have. Boy, I think I've been telling you since literal episode one that this is one you need to get to. I know. I have been telling you since literal episode one, and I remember that because I wanted to cast Robert Patrick as Batman, and he's the villain in Terminator 2, and I, and I said, Terminator 2, you know, and you were like, I haven't seen it, and I said, you need to see that, you need to put on that on your list, and it's on my list. I don't know why I remember that, that was like four years ago that at this point. That was a long time ago. Wow, we are about to hit our four-year anniversary. I think we have hit it. We have? Roughly. Oh yeah, March, like late March. Yeah. Go us. Hey, look at that. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh, no. So, okay. Um, I guess spoilers for Terminator, but it's, it's, it's like f- close 15. to 40 years old at this oh. point. Came out in 1982 or something. My 84. God, I'm so bad at dates. <laughs> 
Ah, uh, this would be a great time for this is why you're single joke, but it doesn't apply. <laughs> uh, so Terminator, um, uh, the the robots take over in the future and they mm-hmm. subjugate humanity. Skynet. Skynet. I know the general premise of the Terminator, and like the Terminator is like another robot that like needs to go back and kill John Walker, who basically John Connor, Ma- not Con- John Connor, John Walker. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Um, Although that'd be a heck of a crossover oh right there. Oh my god. I'm here uh, for that. Let's go back and jo- kill John Connor because John Connor's the one that stops Skynet in the future. He is the leader of the human resistance in the right. future and poses the biggest threat to him. So they send right. back arnold as a he's a terminator uh so terminator gets sent back in time to kill sarah connor who's john connor's mother played by the inimitable inimitable Inimitable. linda hamilton yes boy that's kind of a tongue twister inimitable Inimitable linda hamilton hamilton inimitable linda hamilton (laughs) dang That's tougher than I meant it to be. I like send it. Us a, send us an email if you were able to say that five times fast. With an audio file, please. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll do a super cut of the, every audio file we receive at the end of the episode. Well, not at the end of the episode because... At the end of the... Oh, we got to time travel back and put it... I see. You're yes. tie, I understand. Themes. Look at that. Oh, Thinking ahead here. Anyway, so, so... Arnold goes back to kill Sarah Connor um and so the resistance sends back this guy kyle reese to defend sarah connor from the terminator right um and so wacky hijinks ensue including just so many people getting shot yeah um they try to kill the terminator and throughout the course of them escaping from the terminator uh sarah connor and kyle reese uh get it on thereby impregnating her and oh, causing the birth of John. So Connor. it's, so it's a static timeline. It's them going back. Yeah. The fact of him going back to stop John Connor from being born is what causes John Connor from being, or to be born. Yep. All right. Except then it changes the future. So that the judgment day doesn't happen on the specific oh. day. So it's, it is kind of a weird blend of the two. Um, we'll have to, we'll have to talk about that a little bit as we start talking about like more tropes and stuff like mm-hmm. that that come out. I think part things. of the problem is it's a big franchise without a consistent vision throughout necessarily. And true. so there's a lot of like, oh, we stopped judgment day or, oh, we, we pushed judgment day back or, yeah. um, just whatever the case may be. Yeah. So it's an interesting one. It's kind of a mess, but it's a great franchise. Yeah. So what are some of the... I'm going to keep asking you questions because this is how we do things in the episode. So what are things... So let's talk about the fluid one because that's the one that's most complicated. Static one, there's not really a whole lot we can do with it, mm-hmm. which we'll get into in a little bit. But right. let's start talking about fluid time a little bit. Okay, let's uh, let's get some examples here. So Back so, to the Future is a good future, one. That's yeah. kind of the classic um, example. Uh, I mean, it's kind of the blend of... Uh, I want, I'm trying to avoid the alternate history branch thing mm-hmm. because that's kind of both. It's I, I use I personally put into the sub as a subset of static time because it is okay. a bunch of static timelines. Right. Um, but for the characters, it is fluid. So like right. if you do something and then you go back to the future, it is now different for you. Right. But if you look at it, it's kind of like it's cosmically static, but personal or individualistically mm-hmm. fluid. Right. So it's weird. I like to think about it cosmically, so it's <laughs> it's static to me. Yep. Um, what are other uh, primary examples of things? Uh, hot tub time machine is okay. Kind I, of a I random one. Watch that but... one. Uh, you mentioned primer, and you've seen primer. Is I have that seen primer. Fluid. I don't remember. I was going to read the Wikipedia oh, page last night, but then I didn't do uh, that. Have you seen Looper? Yes. Is that static or fluid? Um. Because the premise it's, of Luber to me is someone who goes back in time to kill someone. It's like an assassin, but then he gets told to go kill himself in the past. So, yeah. So the premise of Looper is uh, in the future, forensic science is so good that you can't do murders anymore. Mm-hmm. So you have to send your um, the the big crime syndicates have to send their um, the victims, the people they need to kill. They send them back in time oh. so that the hitman can kill them. It's convoluted and dumb, but it's a pretty good movie. Okay. <laughs> um, but then... When they want to uh, basically tell the the hitman in the past that they're done, that, that their contract is up, they send their future self back and they kill their future self. Oh. Um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt slash Bruce Willis's character. Uh, there's some shenanigans where Bruce Willis he's getting he's kind of fights his way out, and he realizes in the future before he's sent back in time, and he realizes oh. what's going to happen. But the only way to escape is to go back in time. Um, usually they're wearing a hood so that 
They don't know who right. it is that they shoot. He comes in and he's not wearing a hood, so his past self recognizes him and that gives him the opportunity to escape and right. then plot happens. Yeah. Um so that one is kind of interesting. It implies and they play a lot with the idea that it is going to be fluid time. A lot of the characters' decisions are based on the idea that they can affect the future. Right. But it wraps itself up in such a way that sets the future on the path that it's going to be on anyway mm. um, without giving too much away. No, that's not true. It is fluid. It's just, it's pure fluid. Okay. Yeah. Because one of the things that I find really interesting is let's, uh, in with fluid, anything you do affects the future. In mm-hmm. static, anything you do has already happened. Right. What happens if you kill your past self in a static timeline? Divide by zero. I literally gave myself chills on that. Like I don't, I just thought about that and I was like, cause that, that's nuts that you could not have died in the past to right. be alive in the future. And therefore you are creating a static timeline that is now fluid. That is nuts to me. You just, you can't do it. If you're in a static timeline. Oh no, I guess that's true because yeah. anything that you do has already been attempted. So you trying yeah. to kill would always be thwarted. If you sit there and you put a gun to your own past self's temple and pull the trigger the gun jams the gun jams or like whatever happens swoops down and grabs exactly it. yeah that, i guess happens. that is that okay dang it all right well that paradox then whatever but... happens happened <laughs> uh, yeah no that that's a good tenet to that would be a really right good interesting story though it's like someone who's like that's uh, an interesting premise that mm-hmm. it's a static timeline and they know it's a static like it's set in the future and it's people who can go back and they know it's static time so mm-hmm. um like i guess there would be some time agency that's just like i mean we just kind of keep an eye on it but the authority for the variance of time yeah that'd be a good name for it Mm -hmm. yeah um but it's i mean how how does how would that uh, how that story be interestingly told if people know that their that their time is static anything they do why would they ever go back and do anything but then there's this one person who's just like i want to break the universe i'm gonna go kill myself Mm -hmm. and like (laughs) And he just can't? He just can't? Or like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I could see a, a really interesting story where it's more of a an espionage kind of thing, where you can't affect the past, but you can glean information from it. Um, oh, for the future. Yeah. So, so you're can... not changing the future, but like you can, like, let's say if you... Tommy McSpy has always, like from 400 years in the future. Mm-hmm was always standing right there in the corner of that room listening. Right. But that information is not going to be useful until 400 years in the future. And that guy's individual yeah. future, yeah. like from where he is alive. Yeah. That'd be really interesting. That would be a good, uh, good, uh, good. Cause the thing that I always find, so to answer my own question earlier, where mm-hmm. I asked you, uh, which one you find is I find fluid more interesting just in general. Okay. Cause it's, um, as much as I'm not, a, I honestly don't like back to the future that much. Which monster is, i know it's it's a controversial thing maybe if i went back and watched it critically i'd enjoy it more but it's just i'm discovering there's a weird thing where you at least for me and i imagine probably for you as well you tend to underrate classic movies when you know they're classic yeah like i liked indiana jones growing up a lot as a kid i was like yeah these are super fun movies and then thinking about them but not having seen them mm-hmm. i was like yeah, no, they're they're fine. They're good, solid action movies. And then Hannah hadn't seen them, so we watched the first one at this point, like three years ago. Yeah, and I was like, "This is fantastic! The way it sets up this and pays off that, and it's these characters yeah. do this it's so cool. It's really well done." And you just you don't appreciate that having already seen it and known that it was a classic. Yeah, you're just like, "Oh, yeah, everyone says." And then there's also just like a human contrarian personality with both of us a little oh, bit. Oh yeah, where definitely. Like, um. One of the other examples of that is uh, uh, Star Wars. Everyone mm-hmm. loves episode four. I think it's fine. Five is way better to me. But I like, I thought the consensus was that five was the best. I've noticed from other casual people that like casual watchers that four is better. Okay. Which is fair. Yeah, no, I, I'm, like it's good. I, it's yeah. good. But I just think five is better. Anyway. Yeah. I think it's an interesting debate, but I'll take yeah. five. So. I've always found fluid timelines more interesting Mm -hmm. because it's got a lot higher stakes and it's despite the fact that it has more rules and it can break the rules. If it's done well, 
it can uh, the plot writes itself essentially like mm-hmm. everything you do has an has an effect that you need to be careful with it um right. and it's i guess it's just i'm not very like um what's the word you called not nihilistic fatalistic fatalistic i'm not very fatalistic in general mm-hmm. um i kind of am i don't know weird personality thing of mine is i'm very contrarian uh to to myself um it's i think one of the reasons i don't i'm not a huge fan of back to the future is because sometimes things affect things and sometimes they don't Mm. like it's I guess there, unless it's explained that there is some sort of like self-correcting in time, mm-hmm. there's like, there's a bend in time mm-hmm. that you can, you can push it a little bit, but I mean, stepping on an ant, is not actually really going to do anything? Like right. stepping on that butterfly isn't actually going to do anything because like, it's just, it's, it's small enough, yeah. but shooting a person is going to, because they have giant ramifications on other people's lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that Back to the Future feels like they do things mm-hmm. that didn't happen that should have happened. But then also, like when uh, when George punches Biff mm-hmm. and stops him from Biff's Biff, Biff Biff's Biff gets baffed in the Biff. Uh, he then in the future is changed a little bit, mm-hmm. but only like a little bit. I thought it was like a complete well, he's like, reversal he's like of his the character. slave of the parents now, but yeah. like the whole future's not that different. I mean, no, still they're together and they have the same kids and yeah, everything's. But I feel like a lot of that would be different. Well, because that's a lot of years with a person involved in doing things. That like, well, it's I because in the start he's basically just shy, mild mannered, nothing, nothing guy who just gets mm. walked on by Biff. But um, that that one. If in the baffer uh, was the <laughs> uh, this joke is baffling me anyway oh. uh, no but the end it, it, it just that one punch puts him on the trajectory to become the confident assertive father that we see at the end of the movie yeah but I feel like the, like his personality yes is different mm-hmm. but there's I feel like there's a lot of things that could have been different like he's got a person like an assertive personality leaving high school mm-hmm. could have changed the way he acts in college could have changed who he meets in like yeah. in college like all his friends and his career choice and how he successfully becomes yeah. like and puts him in a different place like it's just mm-hmm. the fact that the only thing that's different is just he's more confident mm-hmm. feels incorrect yeah, I that mean something that big in their lives, like that big of a difference, mm-hmm. really only changes the fact that he's just per, uh, has a has Biff as a slave. <laughs> yeah, and I could, I mean, I could see some sort of argument where like the timeline has its natural state of being, and you can bump it out of line, but it wants to fight itself back into li- alignment right. as much as possible. Isn't that kind of what they did with with Endgame? Uh, like you, you do, you take this out of the, like because that's what uh, the um what's her name ancient one yeah what's her tilda swinton tilda swinton there we go i was thinking tiff to swinton because that double f thing is really just getting me uh tilda swinton's character the ancient one is like tiffany swiffer (laughs) uh she basically explains that you take it out of the timeline and then you've kind of created this like alternate timeline and it's bad and like the the universe wants to go back right Uh, isn't that kind of what happens uh so I remember the scene you're talking about. My interpretation was she's it's a static time situation. You pull the stone out. You create a separate timeline where that stone does not exist. That's bad for that timeline because the ancient one in that timeline doesn't have the time stone to defend the, okay, the planet yeah. against evil Dormammu people. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Oh, that's true. Because like that time. Yeah, 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 that that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's it's. It's not about the timeline stabilizing itself. It's about ensuring the most possible good for the most possible timelines. Okay. Yeah. Or making sure that all the possible timelines are the same as this one. Right. Because what if, like, you taking a... I mean, what if you took the Tesseract out uh, before Hydra got it? Yeah. That's a good timeline, right? Hydra didn't have the Tesseract? Maybe, but then maybe Steve Rogers doesn't get created. That's true, but also Hydra doesn't exist. I mean, this is like this is where you start talking like how fluid. And but how, then like, we don't get Chris Evans' glistening, glistening pectorals. That's true. What a shame that would be. Yeah. I don't. Anyway, um, 
I don't know. I, I've always just found it more interesting but more risky to do a fluid. Because yeah. looking at the static timeline, I've I've always had a problem with how with Harry Potter doing like that time mm-hmm. thing. Like it's I don't know. It, it's like I do genuinely like that movie. I I, I mm-hmm. will say that. But it's just like I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of things that just didn't add up. And it yeah. just yeah, I mean, if you're going to do a static timeline and you're going to do it like that, where it is a very self-contained period of time, you have to wrap things up in such a tight, neat little bow that there's yeah. just a little bit too much cleverness involved almost. Like, what happens if... Uh, I mean, it's the static timeline, if a person knows that they... Well, a good example is Hermione saw herself, mm-hmm. which means she knows that she's going to do that in the future and she knows where she's going to be mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um. I feel like that alters what actually happened, but it doesn't because the whole thing, she's mm-hmm. got the rules, like don't be seen by yourself. She saw herself. It didn't actually do anything. Therefore the rule was set up and then violated and then no consequence. Mm-hmm. It just, it feels that's what I've had the problem with is that she saw herself. Mm-hmm. She's like, I thought I saw, never mind. which means she knows she saw herself, mm-hmm. but then she didn't, but then also, if you don't, if if you if she has the time turner, and she saw herself, mm-hmm. she knows she has the time turner. She's like, ah, oh, that's just a thing I did later, right? Like that's fine. Um, I think the worst part because they say don't let yourself see yourself. Mm-hmm. I think the worst part is letting someone see you in two places at once. Like Ron, how did you just disappear and then run through that door? And then they gaslit him by saying you're being crazy, which is literally <laughs> gaslighting, first of all. <laughs> oh, Ron, it's just magic. <laughs> I mean, it is. Like, and then they've now set up this new, this thing. Sorry, this is just me ranting about everybody. Please do. They've now set up this new thing that can happen that a student at Hogwarts has. How does Voldemort not get a hold of that? Uh, you remember the big fight scene that they had at the end of movie five? It, yes. It incidentally destroyed all of the time turners, so they can't be used as a plot device in future stories. Did it really? In the books. Yeah. Really? That's the in-canon explanation. That is such a dumb explanation. Yep. There's an actual brief moment in the book where there's a whole bunch of time turners like on a shelf or something, and the shelf gets broken. It like falls down and then resets itself, and then falls down and resets itself. And... That is so dumb. It is. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm sorry to the people who love Harry Potter, but that is so dumb. They're great Intr- books. They're kind of dumb. Introducing the time turners was a bad idea because the moment you introduce mm-hmm. a a time travel element in anything, it becomes massively more complicated because yep. you have to explain the rule. I mean, this is how Tenet killed people's minds yep. and how literally people watching Tenet were just like, you know what? I'm 15 minutes into the movie. I've already lost on the rules of this whole thing. I'm just going to watch the action and kind of hold on for dear life, which is what happened, which is probably mm-hmm. why Tenet didn't do so well. Also, people... it was in the middle of a global pandemic. Yeah, that but... too. But also people walking out and saying, I had no idea what happened. Right. Like, it's just, it's, it's worse than like in Inception. I know people who don't really understand what happened because it is a little convoluted. Yeah. But like it. You can understand it if you pay really, really close attention. Even with Tenet, I'm, I paid really close attention. I was like, I still don't. I've spent least. several hours on YouTube watching little scene by scene breakdowns with the little animated yeah. guys that go around in circles and you kind of follow. Over. I still don't understand it. Yep. Um. But yeah, no. I, uh, and then let's talk about Tenet. God forbid. Sure, let's do it. They not only made static timeline, but also static timeline that bends itself, like it folds itself in half. Because mm-hmm. you people like the dude, you, which I think is the best way to do a static timeline. Because mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I, do you? What do you think? Give me your thoughts on how it's not time travel. It doesn't count. It's time inversion. You absolute dingus. But it's still static timeline stuff because he fights him. Spoilers for Tenet. He fights himself and then he goes back and then fights himself. Like it's right. that has already happened. Right. What happens um, happened. And then, um, is that the line in Tenet? Yeah. That's static timeline described right there. Yeah. yeah. What's, what, what happens happened. Because um, how do you outdo yourself? Like, because if you know going in that this is when I fight myself, mm-hmm. why not just like 
throw it off. What, how can you like, cause he always fought. He, he was like dancing with himself basically. Mm-hmm. Like it was all pre-established. Yeah. Why didn't he go? Oh, I know exactly. Like I saw myself. Mm-hmm. Well, he didn't, I guess see himself, but right. Robert Pattinson saw himself, saw uh, himself. Uh, but he would have known going in that this is this. I'm like, oh, I know what I can do. I could just like wait two seconds and then shoot him because I know where he's going to be because I was there. Mm-hmm. That's just, that's where. Well, he, do- he doesn't want to shoot himself. And just avoid him. But he, he doesn't. Yeah. The universe converges to make him meet himself. What happens happened. Yeah. Can't avoid it. That's the thing about static. It's kind of frustrating to bump your head against, but it like, is because you can't break out of it. You can't break out of it, and I think that's what makes the stakes less. Mm-hmm. Unless, I mean, well, even even worse. Like, I need to go. I just watched my sister murder my brother. Mm-hmm. I need to go back in time and fix whatever happened to my family to not have that happen. Mm-hmm. What happens happened. It's it's inevitable. You can't. There's mm-hmm. no point. It's just like the the movie going into it. If you know that it's a static thing, um, or like at the end, God, you wouldn't know it's a static thing until the end of the movie or whatever you're mm-hmm. absorbing it through. And then you get to the end, you're like, ah, oh, it just happens anyway. And you're like, oh, well, what was the point? There's no arc. There's literally just a character, co- I guess, maybe coming to terms with. That would be an interesting story. The story's not actually stopping it from happening. He's mm-hmm. trying to stop it from happening. Mm-hmm. But he's not stop. He doesn't stop it from happening. But he learns a lot more about the family on the way, and then kind of discovers more reasoning behind what happened. Mm-hmm. Interesting story there. Yeah. Uh... This is how I come up with ideas. By the way, this is my con. <laughs> this is where I like literally just coming up with bullshit and then going, "Oh, that's an interesting story. I should develop." Uh, I mean, I I don't have a whole lot more to talk about with time travel. Okay. I just wanted to talk about like what movies do with them and. Who did it the best? Who who's who feels the best when it comes to how it was done? Um, I I do really like the original Terminator for an example of static time, at least, um, because like it's you can't change the future, um, but that doesn't mean that like. Okay, I have several different ideas going at once here, but okay, you're pressing. I'm I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a big step back and talk for a second about free will. Okay, um, we're getting philosophical in this shit. Let's keep it a little more scientific here. All right, scientifically, you don't really have free will. Right, this is a thing that I I also believe. Like, there's <laughs> there are experiments that can demonstrate, and I'm not going to explain in too much detail kind of how they work because I partly don't remember. Right, but effectively you perceive that you have free will but you don't really right but the the perception of having free will means that you have choice and you have agency and you're going to do things Mm -hmm. the things that are going to happen what happens will have happened right it's kind of the same thing with a a static time you the the characters perceive that they have free will Mm -hmm. but it just it puts them back on these rails yeah um and terminator is a great example of that where they they, they realize they're changing. They things. think they're changing things, but they're doing things the exact way. And the surprises that come along the way are surprises for the audience. Right. Um, and the, the character developments, we kind of, we know how the story, the players are going to be set at the end, mm-hmm. but we need to follow how the characters get there. And it's, right. it's the journey. It's not the destination. I think my only problem with like something like that is like when realizing, so that's kind of along the story of uh, premise of my, um, hypothetical mm-hmm. family thing uh yeah. is that they realize at the end that oh it's static this what happens happened mm-hmm. uh what happened happened um right what's stopping them from going back and doing it like, and doing another one or like or is that the moment that they just like assuming it did, it went they did it well mm-hmm. not uh, ignoring any future movies where it like starts to kind of change and be weird mm-hmm. um how would how would those characters react to that? Would they just be like, uh, oh, well, I guess this is just what it is. Or do they try a different thing? Or they try the same thing back because then they could go back to the same time mm-hmm. and stop the Terminator, like Terminator and go back and stop the Terminator because we never, when he went back, did things that caused John Connor to be born. Mm-hmm. He never saw himself. So what's stopping them from him going back and stopping himself? Like, yeah. 
that's that's where that kind of like that that's one of the holes with the franchise like terminator 2 they send back a new more advanced terminator but to kill preteen john connor right instead of john connor's mom yeah why do it that way why not send back send a terminator back to stop the terminator from being the terminator and like hey stop because <laughs> you being here is gonna make him get born or why not send a terminator back to 1700s france to kill john connor's ancestor yeah that they have muskets and guillotines they're not gonna not gonna be able to take <laughs> yeah. on a terminator yeah like they picked the one time where the actual humans they might have enough stuff to be able to at least help control a terminator if they right. have some help from someone from the future who knows it yeah but if like, kyle reese shows up in 1700s france what's he gonna do yeah like throw exactly. pastries at him literally someone coming from exactly like even if it wasn't just specifically we want to stop that guy mm-hmm. it's just i don't know let's send a highly advanced murder robot to just ancient egypt and kill cleopatra in her crib sure who's gonna stop him yeah <laughs> 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 there's yeah. there's no and and it's it's like that i think is why i like fluid more mm-hmm. is because you those questions get answered by the fact that who's gonna stop them nobody yeah. you just killed cleopatra and now all the future is completely different yeah. because cleopatra didn't get it on with the who would that have been mark anthony mark mark yeah mark anthony Antony. Antony. <laughs> Mark Antony. And right. like there's all that. And so all the Egypt and the Roman combination of Mesopotamia is all screwed up by the time it gets around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Terminator goes, the franchise goes on to become much more fluid. And yeah, it's like, oh, uh, we averted Judgment Day, but then a different Judgment Day is going to happen uh, because it's not Skynet anymore. It's uh, I don't remember what they call the new one in the, the new movie. Something like Google. that. <laughs> Never mind. The phone heard you. Yes. Stop. <laughs> it's so annoying. <laughs> anyway. Um. Yeah. No. I. That's how you do static time. Well, you just do a Terminator. But the problem, I think that the, the longer you develop or you stay in the static timeline, the more it's going to become fluid because the more it's it's people becoming aware of what's going on mm-hmm. if i went back to 10 years ago and mm-hmm. i did something and i came back and realized that i had always done that all along mm-hmm. i find whatever evidence that i'd already done that and i go oh it's a static timeline dr manhattan i okay he's what he, about him? he explicitly describes himself so he uh does not perceive time in a linear fashion he right. perceives he, all time he's at once the next dimension he's what my perception of the next dimension would be is where you can observe the entire timeline all at once yeah you're kind of in two-dimensional time sort of right or i don't know something we see well because what it is it's like if you look at any dimension up to up to time Mm -hmm. uh time is not a spatial dimension but the first three dimensions are spatial dimensions Mm -hmm. uh essentially every dimension is a cross section of the previous dimension so if you look at a cube that's three dimensions you look at a square that's two dimensions that is a cross section of a cube we are sitting in the we are sitting in the fourth dimension so we are seeing a cross section of the next dimension mm-hmm. which would be like being able to see time as the cube right um so that's kind of but that's the problem that the f- there's also a fourth spatial dimension which is where the scientific premise of the tesseract comes from mm-hmm. um not the mcu's definition of the tesseract <laughs> which is an infinity it's stone just in a, a box. cube <laughs> <laughs> um but, but there is a fourth spatial dimension that we see a cross section of mm-hmm. um and there's interesting like some people some less educated people theorize that like when you see something in the corner of your eye that's something popping like going Mm -hmm. into your cross section of the third dimension Mm -hmm. real quick um or like ufos could be a thing that's like yeah uh, there's a really interesting uh uh showing of uh if you looked at a like let's say you've got this this plane, this two dimensional plane, and you've mm-hmm. got colors and shapes and stuff moving around and stuff. Okay. But then you took a very, like you took a thin strip of it. Mm-hmm. You would, it would look like just little lights. So let's say a red triangle comes going through. Mm-hmm. It's just a little red light that spreads across. I mean, it's very visual. I'm sorry for the audio listeners. Yeah. Uh, it, it's just kind of this thin point light that expands and then goes away. Mm-hmm. It would seem random, but if you're looking at the, 
two dimensions of everything, you understand the, the patterns and stuff. Yeah. And that's why things in the third, in our dimension, like in our world can mm-hmm. seem weird is because we're not seeing that fourth dimension perspective right. of things happening. Yeah. They can seem random, but they're actually not if you just step back another level. Yeah. You know the book Flatland? No. So it's a... But that I, it, it seems like it's something that was brought up in the videos that I've seen to explain all this it's, stuff. Yeah, it's it's related to this idea of spatial dimension. So it's about... Um, I haven't read the whole thing, uh, but it's about like a... Just imagining a world where everything is two-dimensional. Right. Um, and I've seen... There's a cool animated movie version of it. It's like 25 minutes or something. It might be on YouTube. Um, and at one point, a, a sphere-shaped creature comes along to interact with the two-dimensional world and so you're watching just a two-dimensional flat and the circle just like gets bigger appears gets bigger yeah. and gets smaller exactly that's exactly the and same it's thing. a it's really cool visualization of it. yeah yeah um the reason i'm bringing all this up okay let's it's because i want to tie into the time like so this is all that's all using these like kind of uh perspectives on spatial dimensions mm-hmm. but time like temporal dimensions are also a thing. Right. Um, if you look at, let's say that the first, dim- like the first temporal dimension is just a timeline. Mm-hmm. It's literally a line, one dimension. Yep. Uh, then you look at two dimensions is the best way that I can envision my two, di- my second temporal dimension. And I don't, this is not backed up by any scientific research or it's mm-hmm. just me thinking on things all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, have you seen the, uh, color index that is like red in the corner in one corner it's white on the bottom like all that stuff every point is very similar to any point that's right next to it yep so if you were to take our timeline okay and then compare it to the next timeline so uh okay sorry staying on our line Mm -hmm. comparing it to either point at any given like any given point the immediate pre uh predecessor predecessing Predece- predecessor predecessor point and successor point mm-hmm. is going to be slightly different right. so me moving my hand any direction it's at atomically the next atom like or at- atomically, atomically? <laughs> <laughs> Atom- I, hate when I do that so much <laughs> what a weird laugh i just did by the way too. that was a very weird that was uh, a cackle atomically it's immediately next to it. It's very, very close. Right. So if you compare it, so that's on our line. If you compare it to the next timeline, mm-hmm. it's slightly different. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a spectrum of mm-hmm. slightly different. Um, so me saying this word is slightly different than in the other timeline where I have said that word, like right. just it's slightly different or even infinitesimally smaller mm-hmm. increments of difference. Yep. Um, that's something that I like. I, it, it fluid timelines is not you change one point in the timeline. Uh, so if, if you if you envision that index color, okay, and you are moving perfectly horizontally just mm-hmm. along that, mm-hmm. that's you being on that timeline. You doing something in any timeline is going to basically just you're going to move your line like a little bit vertical it's it, you're you're adjusting the the angle of where you're doing it. it's not going to make right. a jump because anything you do is going to have slow cascading effects right uh you can never go back it's a straightforward thing from mm-hmm. the perspective of time developing temporal time developing mm-hmm. um and i don't think that that's something that uh, looking at that time index that timeline index. If I've explained it, are you understanding it? Yeah, at least the tindex. The, the tindex. <laughs> Looking at the, t- at the tindex, static can't happen because that's a thing. Right. Because if you went back and did something at any point, you are doing something that another very similar timeline that is very, very close to you mm-hmm. also did. Because there is parallel timeline. So it's a little bit more in the um, in the Avengers, like, alternate timelines. Right. But you're just kind of, you're kind of pushing your timeline to something else. Right. I don't know. That's just kind of how I vision it. And that's kind of how I view that time is fluid mm-hmm. in reality. Okay. That, like, it's just, that's 
That's what happens. You, you're you're nudging that timeline up and down the index as it progresses. Makes sense. Anyway, back to Dr. Manhattan. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Just stomp all over me right there with your interesting Good. digressions and theorizing. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> so... Dr. Manhattan is, is, he describes himself as a puppet that can see the strings. Um, he yeah. exists outside of linear time in the sense that he can see his entire past, present, and future all at once. Right. He can see that tindex. Yeah. He's experiencing. And it's not, I don't think it's separate timelines for him. Right. He sees the one timeline that he exists in, but he just, he sees the whole thing all at once. Yeah. The a, a cool analogy I've heard for something like this is... Um, if you or I were just sitting there on the ground level, we're watching a parade go by and we mm -hmm. see, okay, here comes the first float and here comes the high school marching band. And here comes Ferris Bueller singing a song yeah. randomly. You've seen that movie. Uh, he hops up on the float and yeah. sings a little song. Another one of those movies that I think I don't like that much. Oh, it's so good though. I also just don't like Ferris Bueller's character that much. That's fair. He's a, he's a sociopath, <laughs> but, <Yeah. laughs> but a fun one. Um, but if you're in a hot air balloon floating the above whole... the parade, you see the whole parade all yeah. at once. You see it's beginning, it's middle and end. Yeah. Dr. Manhattan is in the hot air ballooned. So, but he can't, he doesn't change time. He just experiences no. all at the same right. time. Right. So this goes back to the free will thing. He, he loses the perception of free will because he sees what his past, present and future actions will be. So he might want to act in some way that would change the future. Mm -hmm um or have some effect or something but he can't he's he's set on the rails he's set on right and that's kind of the thing i think with static time is it, you want to change it and you want to try to find ways to change it but um your your free will breaks down because you're stuck in this static timeline hmm. i had a more interesting point that i was building up to with that but i can't remember what it was oh sorry sad definitely because of my tangent <laughs> no i just something we said like 20 minutes ago at this point made me think oh dr manhattan and i filed that away in the back of my brain and yeah. waited for a point to jump in the conversation i started talking about dr manhattan and i don't remember where i was going with it whoops so well that's how that goes <laughs> yep <laughs> have you ever have i ever explained to you my idea of uh a future thought no <laughs> so i have like future ideas basically where I'll like, it's like something like that. Mm -hmm. I'll think of something, but then I won't remember exactly what it was. And I'll start to try to like backtrack my, my thought uh, train, yep. my, my train of thought, my thought train, my train of thought. Yep. Really bad at saying the right words. Um, so I'll go back to the thing that led me to that. I'll go, mm -hmm. oh, okay, that's what I was thinking. And then I'll kind of forget that too. And then I'll kind of go back and back and back and back. Right. And basically it's what I think it is. It's, it's a really interesting idea that the idea and my brain recognizes it's not ready so mm -hmm. it just kind of retreats back into my subconscious <sighs> to like keep working on it and then it's going to come back later <laughs> yeah i i get sort of a similar thing if i'm just like mindlessly scrolling through facebook sometimes something will catch my eye it'll mm -hmm. spark a little idea and some wheels will start turning but i'll just kind of keep scrolling and then i'll be 30 seconds later and i'll be like what was that idea exactly? I can sort of feel the contours of it, but I don't yeah, remember exactly, exactly what it was. And I scroll back up and my thought process builds itself back up till I get to the original thing that sparked my idea. Mm. And then it's like, oh, right. Okay. I put that all back together. That's cool. I'm going to write that down. Oh, at least it puts it back together. I yeah. never do. See, I think it's an ADHD thing. I just, it's well, I, think, go on. I think it helps that I have a concrete external reference point. Yeah. Vegetables and murder. That's the idea that most recently came into my head for, something like that uh, so sausage party no it's uh it's gonna be a a, a card game with murder vegetables it's all gonna, right it's gonna be fun all right stabbage stabbage <laughs> that's my elevator pitch instead of cabbage that's amazing <laughs> well well i think we have talked thoroughly about time and timelines and stuff and hope we did justice and didn't just take tangents that people didn't care about <laughs> This is Matt from the future. I'm here to tell you all those tangents you took. They were stupid and people hated them. Ah, shouldn't have done it. Yep. Thanks. This is Matt from the past. I appreciate the heads up. Wish you could have told us an hour ago. So <laughs> we could have done the episode differently. Yeah. Just, uh, just don't do this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I don't know. You have any other thoughts about how timelines and stuff work like that? I, just, I don't think so. I mean... Cause I think we next time we're going to talk about alternate histories and how mm -hmm. that stuff works and you're driving that one actually so. drop it into these alternate timelines yeah. and seeing what happens here yep, yep.
All right. a good time. Yeah. Well, shoust we? Yeah, let's let's shoust. Thanks everyone for listening. Uh if you enjoyed this, I can't imagine why, but you can find it on uh more of our co- fine content on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and iHeartRadio. Uh, if you were coming to this and you missed our whole thing last week, or I guess a couple weeks ago at this point where we talked about how we're doing the episodes now and you, you feel left out, you didn't get our, what you've been up to's and our news and all that fine content. Uh, we're splitting the episodes into two parts now, uh, partly to save our own sanity and partly so we can really flesh out our ideas in a couple different directions. So go back and check out last week's episode. Cause that's actually the news and what you've been up to's that we recorded mere minutes ago earlier today. This is a time travel. I'm talking from the future here. Isn't that nifty? Uh, Not from the past. Something like that. This is still future Matt, so it's confusing. Um, Okay. Yeah. I don't know where present Matt has gone. Uh, Next week, well, technically the actual next week will be uh, our What You've Been Up To's and News leading up to this alternate histories episode, which I'm excited for. I don't really know what I'm going to talk about at this point. I'm going to finish Man in the High Castle. I'm going to reread the Man in the High Castle book. But if you guys have other suggestions for alternate history kind of stuff, hit me up. I have no idea where I'm going to go with this. It'll be a good time, though. Um, why is it always Nazis? Why is it always Nazis? I've got a theory on that. Cool. I can I can let you drive, even though no. I'll be in the hot seat. No. Yeah. There yes and no. We've discussed this before. If you're in the hot seat, you have lots of good ideas and you you lead me up to stuff with questions and we have interesting conversations. And if I'm in the hot seat, I just ask you questions and get you riled up and you spill out content. Yes. I don't have to do any work either way. It's great. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So you can, you can look forward to that coming. Uh, if you have some of those ideas and you want to share them with me, uh, you, best place to do that is going to be one of our various social medias or also email. Um, we're on Facebook. Uh Maybe by the time this episode comes out, I'll have put out my Zack Snyder's Justice League review. You know what? I'm going to say that. This is Future Matt. This episode is coming out on Sunday the, the 20 something 5th. Sunday the 25th. And that review has been released. So good job, Matt, for finishing it. I'm proud of you. It's going to happen, okay? Have is faith it, in me. Is it? I think we're on a static timeline where it just never happens. Sure. No. Okay. Uh, we're on Twitter at Just Us Losers Pod, where Preston apparently had a shower thought. It was good. We enjoyed it. Maybe. I don't I know. know what it was. I don't even know what it was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're on Instagram. Mention that up top. Uh, check out our Instagram highlights, uh, but that's also at Just Us Losers Pod. Uh, if you've got a whole list of interesting stuff, or if you want to write all my notes for me for the alternate history episode. The place to do that is going to be just us losers pod at gmail.com. Send us some, a little more fluffed out information. It'll be, it'll be good. Uh, if you've got thoughts on some of the stuff we said today about time travel, you know, let us know. Uh, we probably said some wrong stuff and some soup, stupid stuff and corrections are always welcome. They make us feel really bad and sad inside, but it's probably for the best. We probably deserve it given the, the quality level of this podcast. Uh, we're on YouTube. We do little shortened video versions of the content. So if you're an audio listener and you have a friend and they're like, I don't want to listen to an hour of these schmucks talk. I just want the highlights. Then send them the video. It's on YouTube at justice losers. I don't know how YouTube works. I feel like I make this joke for a different social media every week. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's probably it. Uh, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.